0: This podcast is a presentation of UCTV.TV, University of California Television. Like what you learn? Help others discover UCTV podcasts by leaving a comment or rating in iTunes. So it's a great pleasure to introduce Kathy Park Hong, um, who, as you'll see, is really something. Uh, She's an amazing poet, amazingly inventive poet, and... um, uh, her new book, which was, we thought we had timed this so that we could be celebrating the new book, and it is, it's not arrived. But if you have not read her, you, there are two books on the table for you to catch up with. The new book is called Engine Empire, just out. And um, uh, the two other books are the first one is called Translating Mo Um, which was published in 2002. And then Dance Dance Revolution in 2007, and now in 2013, Engine Empire. Kathy was born in Los Angeles, um, um, uh, has a B.A. from Oberlin and M.F.A. from the Iowa Writers' Workshop. I was inclined to say, um, if if you grew up with incredible antennae, bilingual in late 20th century L.A., what kind of poetry would you produce? You're going to find out. Uh, uh, she, she you, though you wouldn't think it until you heard it, she seems completely to come out of um, a world in the making that she's partly in the business of making. Um, translating Moum is... Uh, meditates partly at the beginning, invoking the spirit of, of Dicte and of Teresa Ha um, Chong, uh, and uh, a, which gave a radical and innovative turn to um, Asian American writing, to American writing at that at that moment and um, Kathy set out from the beginning thinking very hard about living inside language living among many cultures how you make poems that could possibly refract all this cultural possibility and then went on after five years uh, still quite young Robert Frost after all didn't publish his first book until he's 40 you're not nearly there yet right um, <laughs> still quite young, Dance Dance Revolution, which it basically invents a creole in which to write a new kind of poetry. Um, it's quite amazing book. Um, it's, uh, as this book, Engine Empire, is, it's uh, furious, um, nervy, nervy in the sense of too open to everything to bear, um, witty, dystopian, has a very dark view of things, and weirdly jubilant in its sheer inventiveness. This book, my wife last night said, okay, stop, I got the idea because she had work to do, and I kept laughing and reading her parts of it. This book has three narrative sections. The first section is a western, it's Gertrude Stein meets Sergio Leone halfway through Michael Ondaatje's Billy the Kid. And it's written in the form of ballads. The second is uh, a group of, of um, sonnet-like dystopian poems about an imaginary Chinese boomtown in the, in the 21st century. Uh, you're going to give the flavor of some of these, so I don't have to. And the third is um, takes place in in um, uh, this kind of future. I hail an aero cab, turn up my personalized surround soundtrack. Wistful to anthemic To voice recognition A song strains after a longed for Sweet spot of identification Oh, parable diced three ways I want to share my thoughts with you And form. Anyway, it's, it's sci-fi in a, in a world of virtual reality And all three of them involve, involve inventing the language That we're hearing around us and living in She's a wonder Please welcome Kathy Park Hong
1: Um, thank you, Bob. That was really—I uh, was really honored by that introduction, and I'm really honored to be here at uh, Berkeley. And I've been here a few times, and it's always really lovely to be back, um, <clears throat> especially since I'm a Cali girl. Um, I, I guess I'll just read um, *Engine Empire* straight through, and if anyone's actually read the book, you know, feel free to. Throughout requests, Um, I usually start from I usually start from the Western section, but um, I think I'll try to change it up and read from um, the Shangdu section. I've been tempted to just really scramble it up and just read just a mix of poems where I'm just like, okay, here's present-day China, here's Western, here's future, and then. But it just it confuses me, so I'm. I'm going to keep to one section at a time, um, and uh, Bob did a beautiful job of intru- uh, introducing the three sections. They're supposed to—they're almost like their own worlds. I t- really tried to kind of create their own worlds with their own idiom, with their own set of characters, and these—you um, know—these these speculative cities or landscapes are kind of almost like these stage sets, but they're also characters in them of themselves. So I hope you, got a, you get a, a sense of the landscape. <clears throat> so this section is from Shengdu, My Artful Boomtown. Obad. Obad. I long for a harmine morning To lift me from my hiss-hurled life But my hell-whelmed county of harsh, scruffed crops is marooned My plow a beached whale's brow bone on morose miles of moor Heft, heft, I cry to my ox But no hint of green wart Just midges to torment my ox you, in tone, forego lament, willingly forfeit the I I. So I slaughter my ox. So hi, hi. I am ready in my plaid welln, puff-puff golf hat, ready to be whelmed by a pest or a cacophony of crickets chirruping in their cage balls, juddering slam of hammering jack, humming cicerations of catamarans, aerosol striations of welders' firecrack then a caracas of fist cracks, after workers slurp off their goggled specks to a bassooning foghorn, hooning, so spooning lovers know when to return to their dawn shift, tuning cymbals for toy baboons who clap-clap, hail, the industrial age, hail. Market forces are brighter than the sun, my left, my grandam, my Turks, frozen in time, Harun, Kaduri, Sassoon, with your bolts of canary silk, sheared and sold down Shangdu's river, alongside a wedding of gamblers betting in a vintage sampan. Barges of creaky banquet halls spit out your prawn tail in this ramekin. Shots of crown royale for all. Dear Natty Vessel of Chemical Dye, dear Floating Factory of Cleaning Supplies, let me buy you out. My wire hanger is mannered like the virgin neck of a Parmigianino nude. My lint roller can defer a Pomeranian dog. Chengdu, my artful boomtown, I will smudge out your horizon line with my thumb. I will stuff you cheek to jowl and puppet you with petrol, chasing out urchins nibbling on beetle kebabs. Foreigners do nip from that blue label in our train which is faster than the Shinkansen powered by our merry laughs ho ho ho, ha ha ha, ho 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 chow, bring me my napkin my thumb is smudged with the horizon. I'm going to read uh, this is a longer series uh, it's called Adventures in Chengdu and it's um, it's sort of I sort of modeled it modeled it off of uh, Marco Polo's travels and these are just sort of a, a group of prose poems about the city and um you know some of it comes straight from my head but a lot of it is also stolen <laughs> like there's this one uh, there's this one image this artist Waleed Rod who uh who I reference in one of the prose poems so I'll just uh, I'll just read them Parts of it, just little parts Adventures in Chengdu Of Lucky High-Rise Apartment 88 The contractors were in a hurry to catch up with the rest of the world So they rushed off before they finished building High-Rise 88 So here is my apartment Without its last wall Gaping out to a panoramic view of Chengdu's river. Across the river, all the white tiled factories hum anxiously. This hum of 2,000 factories can inspire or drive you mad. Yesterday, a drunk man and a suicide used 88's unencumbered views to fall to their deaths. And now there are ads for new roommates. I am one of the few women who live alone in this building. My last roommate married as quickly as she moved in with me. I see her in the neighborhood, pregnant and gloating with men who fetch her footstools. Of the millennial promenade along the river, vendors line the promenade to serve passers-by. They sell pinwheels, pancakes, and roast meats of all kinds, even sticks of prickly, little seahorses. One female vendor keeps peeled apples under her armpit until they are saturated with her scent, and then she sells them so customers can luxuriate in both the scent of fruit and her ripeness. Along the promenade, the rabble is enraptured by the new tower across the river, but the vendors grumble of slow business. Officials installed cameras behind the vendor's umbrella fringes to catch conspirators. Today, there is no drama, so the vendors gossip. It is true that the fried prawn vendor tilted his surveillance camera so it caught nothing but the sun. Officials executed him after, after they watched the useless footage of a sun bobbing up and down for 100 days. Why did he do such a stupid thing? He was a saboteur, said one. We should all destroy the cameras. Everyone knows about them, and it takes away business, said a third. It was for personal reasons. He was stupid in love, and his lover walked out on him four, and the vendors stopped short, for the cameras were recording. Of the Old Colonial Dutch Quarters. When I imagine this city, it is not the city that I want, but the city that I fear. But I, too, have an obsession. He is one of the painters who works in the Rembrandt factory. He paints five Rembrandt self-portrait paintings a day, which I hear are sold to rich townhouses and hotels in a place called Florida. He is renowned as the fastest painter in Chengdu, and he has completed 10,000 Rembrandt self-portraits. In the mornings, I walk past him when he is on a smoke break. Today, I catch him sniffing his hand. Mm. I'll read one more from this series, just because I saw the crane right outside. Of the world's largest multi-level parking garage... When officials ignored their strike, the crane operators decided to be aggressive. They worked all night. The next morning, train carriages, buses, limousines, bicycles, boats, and even helicopters swung lazily in the wind, magnetized by cranes. Negotiate, they cried, and we will free your vehicles. Finally... Officials promised to bargain, but when meeting day approached, the army rushed into the bargaining room and all the operators conveniently disappeared. Until Chengdu finds a new generation of qualified crane operators, no one knows how to work the cranes and release the vehicles. The magnetized vehicles sway in the breeze, rust in the rain. One driver was drunkenly passed out when they lifted his taxi up into the night he has lost his voice, calling out to the shuddering city. Okay. I'm going, rewinding back and uh, reading from Ballad of Our Jim. Um, <clears throat> there's definitely a little Billy the Kid in there, and there's also a little bit of Medea in here, too. But uh, the, I'm not going to, there's a longer narrative sequence, but I'm not going to read that. I'll just read a few, um, a couple Sound poems. These are lipograms, which uh, use one vowel only. Ballad and O. Can you hear me? I I don't know how close I should get to the microphone. Good, I'm good? good? Okay. Ballad and O. <clears throat> oh, boomtown's got lots of sorder. Odd horrors of throwdowns. Bold cowboys lock horns. Forlorn hobos plot to rob pots of gold. Loco mo- mobs drool for blood. Howl or hoot for cottonwood blooms. Throng to hood crooks to strong wood posts. So don't confront hotbloods. Don't show off. Go to blows or rows. Don't sob for gold lost to trollops, don't drown sorrows on shots of grog. Work morn to moon, know how to comb bottom pools, spot dots of gold, to spoon pots of gold, vow to do good. Ballad in A. A Kansan plays cards, calls Marshall a crawdad. That barb lands that rascal a slap. That Kansan jackass scats, camps back at Yada Ranch. Hangs cat axe and camp hat. Kansans nag bad. Rants. Can't bass, can bacchanel and garland Alas, Can't at last brag and crack law's balls. Kansans cantata rang at that Ramada Ranch. Manana, Kansan snarls, I'll have an armada and thwart law's brawn. Slam law, a damn mass warpath. Marshall's a marksman, maps Kansan's track, calm as a shaman, sharp as a hawk, says that dastard Kansan's hat and gnaws fat back. At dawn, Marshall stalks that ranch, packs a gat and blasts Kansan's ass. Kansan gasps, blasts back, a flag flaps half-staff. Right. That's it for the Western. <laughs> That's just a little short, Western short, commercial. Um, so I'm going to read some poems from the last section of the World Cloud, and um, it's sci-fi. I don't know actually how, I mean, how far-fetched it is. I imagine this is where the internet is going, like... Maybe like 10 years from now, or maybe even five years from now, or next year. But, um, and um, it's, I was thinking of, I mean, a lot of like the Western was de- is definitely like sort of set around California. Um, this book is very much like a California book. And the world cloud, I was sort of thinking about, you know, of course, it's boomtowns are kind of the conceit. And I was thinking about Silicon Valley, which is not far from here. So I'll just uh, read some poems from the world cloud. You know, obvious pun on word cloud. And there's a, the only thing I'll say about it is that a a lot of what kind of ties these poems together is this uh, device called the smart snow, smart snow. Engines within the throne. We once worked as clerks scanning mothballed pages into the clouds. All memories outsourced, except the fuzzy childhood bits, when I was an undersized girl with a tick. They numbed me with Botox. I was a skin, bleh, I was a skin suit of dumb expression, just fingerprints over my shamed. All I wanted was snow, to snuff the sunblades to shadow spokes, muffle the drum of freeways, erase the old realism. But this smart snow erases nothing, seeps everywhere. The search engine is inside us. The world is our display. And now every industry has dumped whole cubicles, desktops, fax machines into developing worlds where they stack them as walls against. What disputed territory, we asked the old spy who drank with Russians to gather information the old-fashioned way. Now we have snow sensors, so you can go spelunking in anyone's mind. Let me borrow your child thoughts. It's benign surveillance. I could burrow inside, find a cave pool with rock colored flounder, and find you half transparent with depression. Ready made. I tint the street view a forgiving dove, since nothing fades to toilet oblivion. So zoom in until my eyeballs need moisturizing. The sitting room is quiet. Sprayed with air freshener, the flavor of aged card catalog. Glass shells full of tool tell-alls have transcended into the data air, sealed into capsules you can skim while eating a nuked pot pie. Even alone, you're self-conscious of eating alone. So you try to look busy. Dialing the help desk, chatting with a timed Indian accent until the line goes dead. Though nothing ever goes dead. Smart snow has reached total density, drifting even inside the hospice So you hear the gray-eyed pulse of comas Private as a cargo of stones being dragged across the Arctic The orphaned fugitive voice whispering enough Leave me In a company retreat, cuffed in the legs Partners bumbling toward a finishing line Teamwork so harmonious The booming trade of information exists without our paid labor. What to do with all this leisure... I blink at my orange trees, spangled with captions, landscapes overlaid with golden apps and speculation, nudging hope like the sham time machinist who returns from the future, convincing everyone with his doctored snapshot of restored prosperity and a sea full of whales, huge as ocean liners, singing the call note of our relieved tears. Who's who? You wake up from a nap. <clears throat> your mouth feels like a cheap acrylic sweater. You blink online, and 3D images hopscotch around you. A telenovela actress hides under your lampshade. You switch to voice activation. Good afternoon, sings the voice of Gregory Peck. You look out your window across the street. Faded mattresses sag against a chain-link fence. The mattress seller sits on a crate, clipping his fingernails. You think of inviting him in. You do a scan. Gregory Peck booms. Dwayne Healy, 28, convicted felon of petty larceny. You don't know what to do, so you pet your ceramic cat. What? You ask, what? You want to go out? Well, you can't. You hear a chime. It is your former employer informing you that they cannot release your husband's password due to the privacy policy. It is their 98th auto reply. You bite your hand. You check in on your husband. After your husband went on Rome, you received one message from him. I am by a pond and a coyote is eating a frog. It is amazing. You decide to go outside. You walk to the public park. There's a track where people run while watching whatever they're watching. You sit on an oversized bench. You think of your old townhouse with the oatmeal sofa before you and your husband downgraded to this neighborhood. The sofa made you happy. You decide you need to keep up appearances. You need to clip your husband's nails. They are getting long. A strangled yip escapes from you and a jogger stares at you. You see a palm tree and it is carved up with little penis drawings. You make a sound like Tut-tut. You enhance the park. You fill in the balding grass and rub the offensive drawings from the tree. You add coconuts. You feel your insides are being squeezed out through a tiny hole the size of a mosquito bite. You hear children laughing as they rush out of a bus and it sounds far away and watery like how it used to in the movies when the light was halo and it was slow motion and the actor was having a terrible flashback. But you're not having a flashback. Underneath the sound of children laughing, you hear users chatting over each other, which all blurs into a warring shadow of insects and the one that sounds like a hornet is your husband telling you to put his stuff in storage or sell it to pay off bills or leave. Why don't you goddamn leave? You sit on the bench until the sky turns pink. When your former employer let you go, they said you are now free to pursue what you want to pursue. So here you are. The Golden State. Here you are deep inside the marrow of song, a spirit shape tucked in my ear before snow, streams, an old-time town. A general store selling cornmeal and used dentures. What time zone is this? Home of sad marvels, pluck my memory out. I am just immigrant enough to feel shame for my overseas kin who live inside gaming, and still their warriors are listless, Brooding, You cannot speak Her brimmed mind She went hysterically blind So they implanted an ocularis And she said I see light sharpening To contours A field Marigolds Golden poppies I see their names But why do I smell smoke In the engine The way memory will just hit I unvalve The escape hatch A gentle hiss, hiss Breathing in A remote dark planet Suck in Come back